tutta sabela ali emma tutta sabela ali and violence against women that is the global king for the 2021 16 days of activism against gender based violence hey ditala welcome to yet another episode of ancestral conversations with me tujikina mang and today we'll be dissecting sexual abuse on young boys and girls with the beautiful and most amazing i'm here with miss kelethari deni and yep. she's a gender based violence activist and we're just having a conversation before we recorded this abuahore gender based violence is like a huge umbrella and there's so many aspects underneath it so hope you know she will tell us why she's here with us today why we need to listen to what she has to say uh and tell us hore ene what is she really interested in sharing with us yeah hello everybody kelts kelts yeah okay my name is kelts haribini but i prefer to be called kelts um why are we here why do you need to hear what i'm going to say um what i want to say is I'm a voice of the voiceless. Um I carry a voice that a lot don't have but they want to say something. Um I'm a survivor of rape having been raped at the age of 13 years old by my uncle. I'm representing that little girl back then who didn't have a voice. But now that I have a voice, I want to represent all those not only her but all of those boys and girls who don't have a voice and are going through the same thing um yeah uh, i really, i really love what you said for you are representing that young girl yeah. who didn't have a voice yeah which really is a call for action for it yeah. there's still young girls that are getting raped konana there's yeah. still young girls young girls and boys getting raped and they need someone yeah. to stand up for them to yeah. speak for them to be their voice and right? give them hope thank you yeah, and give them hope so um <laughs> i i think these topics kidule tsele on kore that very sensitive yeah. and you need to approach them in a certain manner yeah yeah so i don't know if you mind I, I, yeah. sharing with us your your experience what it felt like i don't really have a problem i'm here to do that yeah. the, the voice has to be heard and by be, be relatable be relatable thank you so much so um it wasn't really an easy journey this happened like i said this is my uncle you know somebody that you look up to somebody that you trust you know somebody that you trust your brother and the 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 one person that you feel is going to protect you all around but then it, it just happens that they are the one who cause you pain and harm So yeah, I could hella conceptualo adapting to the whole thing like the day that it happened the fact that I couldn't say anything I think I gave in like I was like okay if I sleep tonight who's going to hear me who's going to believe me tomorrow like I'm going to be there trying to explain it to somebody and they don't believe me how am I going to prove that Yes, I was right. But then again as a child at that age I was confused. Like it was more shock like what really just happened, you know? And I think at some point I I forced to forget it. 
yeah, I forced myself to forget it. Moved through my teenage um, life stage and then like acting as if everything is fine. Then nothing uh, like happened. nothing happened, but I still knew I still had a difficult time going back to the home village because this happened back at our home village. So I would see him there. Life is normal for him. I would happy smiling happy. Ooh, and trying to even make jokes with me. You imagine, but then I just had to pretend that I was okay, but again, scared. What if he comes back again? I haven't said anything to anybody. What if he comes back again? But you know what? We're going to stay hopeful. And maybe I'll be able to say something to somebody. Every day being hopeful, wishing that I could say something to somebody, but then it all went like that i was the most frustrated kid then i believe or maybe because i don't know about other other teenagers that i was growing up with but hella it was really painful to go back home but then you couldn't say anything to my parents why are you not going hey can you a teenager you are being rebellious how you all sorts of stories but Knowing deep down that, uh, you know, something happened to me and it's a secret that I have to myself. Okay, he knew as well what he had done, but I couldn't tell them why I don't want to go to the home village and why I can't stay there when everybody is gone. But there was fear and frustration up to a point where I'm like, okay, we gotta live, health, we have to move on. Um, once I got to tertiary, okay, um, then as I was in class, I was, uh, we came to, to, it was a presentation. Actually, I'm a psychologist. I did psychology, my first degree. So then uh, I was tasked to be a psychologist in this role playing. I'm the psychologist. I have a client. The client comes and then presents, hi, hi, how are you? I'm fine. My name is so-and-so. I've been raped. This is my client. Mm-hmm. Myself, I haven't said anything to anybody about this. It's, it's over 15 years now. I've been raped. I went silent. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to respond. It brought back memories that... I've been raped. That, that, hey. That's you, you buried deep I've down. I've buried something, but this is what I've buried. Or maybe could she be... She knows what happened to me. I was in shock. Again, all over again, I was in shock. So I got a shock of my life. And then... um, And she said it again. And then I looked at her. And she was thinking, so what is wrong? say something and then all of a sudden blackout i ended up at the at the ub clinic at the psychology clinic where now psychologists were coming in wanting to know what is wrong trying to understand trying to understand but still then i could not just say it fast forward now my parents know because they, they they were called at school by the other psychologists to say, Kanami, you need to talk. These are only emotions, so you are not sick. These are emotions, but we need to go out. When you are ready, 
and then I believe then I was ready because um, I I agreed that okay I'm ready to talk to my parents about it and let my truth be let known. my truth yeah and then the folks my parents were very sad they were also disturbed um, why didn't you say something but like I was saying what why didn't I say something um, you know as I said we grow up in homesteads where everything is a taboo and you we turn a blind eye uh, each and every day everything that we feel or that we say is going to cause pain or bring issues and Conflict, anything really. So I could, I, I, I know I could, I could have said something. I had an opportunity to say something that same night. I went back into the house, you know, because he took me outside the house. I went back into the house. Then my aunt was there sleeping, and she kept on asking, I was crying again. Once, kept quiet. Again, then I went on and just kept quiet about how am I going to assist when you don't want to say anything, but I see that you are not okay. Unfortunately, she passed away. And that's another reason why maybe I decided to give up and forget about it. And then I was like, ah, she knew, she picked that I was not okay that yeah, night. The only person who could probably helped me out is Yo, not here. So now what? At the oh, next step. And she went away with my opportunity to say something to somebody because the backup from her, I just felt it would have been useful. Her remembering the night that, okay, she came and cried. And I just gave up and said, ah, you know what? And then the same day that we gathered around a family meeting with my folks, uh, my uncle and the other aunts and the other uncles, like we, the family set up, um, well, he confessed. First, he tried to deny it, to say, ah, I don't know what he was talking about. And my dad was like, you want us to call in the police? Like, because we can. And there's no how we could be saying the same thing over and over again. Thank you. Yeah, so, and then he eventually did. eventually did confess to say, yes, I did this. He was sobbing. I couldn't be bothered. But I felt... Um, a point of relief. I, I felt freedom coming to me because this guy just confessed. All my life, I thought I was dreaming. I thought, I thought maybe it was all a dream that never happened. I was still confused. But then he came and he lifted something he lifted, off you. He did, man. He did. He lifted something, and I felt okay. Now I'm fine. I'm ready to live fully. Then I was asked, what do, you, what do you want to do? Because we still have time to, to go through the legal other process and all that. Yeah. So I was like, no, I, I, am, I remember saying it immediately that, you know what? Now it's about me. It is about me. It's been so many years. Now it's about me. I don't want anything to do with the legal processes and what it can go. I have actually forgiven him then the same night that he left me out there in the cold and went away. I forgive him, but now I haven't forgiven myself. I want to start healing 
in dealing with myself. And for throughout the whole, for my own peace, you know, for my own peace, it was not easy. Even after that, I would get moments or faces where I am suicidal. I want to give up in life. I want to leave school. I would leave it in the middle of the night and just walk around to going, I stay in Togwing. So I would walk around and just feel, you know what, I might as well die because, you know, something inside of me has gone, is dead. A, a part of me is dead. dead. So why not take the whole body, the whole me part and, and let it die? Hoping or maybe thinking that I would come across or maybe thieves or something. Somebody would just take me away and then I would you know, I, I would disappear and never come back because I felt that hella it would really give me some relief and then I'll be at peace not being alive um, and then and then the other thing I really struggled with my body features mm-hmm. one thing about me as you can see I'm a, I'm a very short girl <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very short girl so I grew up short like that with a close to big behind small so i just felt that uh my assets are the ones that attracted this man to me this is the, the normal thinking a human being a teenager any girl up, any girl can think Oosh, if i did not have uh the features that i have he wouldn't have come to me so i would always be hiding behind uh long baggy, tar, clothes. baggy clothes you know I'm I'm try- nowadays i'm trying I can wear something that goes, I would not. I would wear something like literally covering, literally covering the whole bag because I just felt like I don't want him to see it again. Mm-hmm. Or this I, is I what draws so much unnecessary attention Unnecessary attention and has cost me so much pain, has stolen a very beautiful part of you. So it's gone I, and I can't have it back. But hey, you know what? Challenges are there in life. I I made it. I made it. Yeah, yeah. Professional counseling, but still, I'd move from one counselor to the other, and just thinking that, or, 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 or maybe having a, a um, feeling that they don't understand me. They're not. They don't there get yet. it. They don't get it. Like. I want something. I want to talk to somebody, but it's not this one. Then I'll move to another one, just like that. But, but I'm here. I have survived. I'm a survivor. That is why I said in the beginning that I'm a survivor. I have been a victim. Mm-hmm. So the the day came where I decided. Now it's about me, and it didn't happen your overnight. Living my truth. It didn't happen overnight. It took years. It's not easy. Healing is a process. And it takes you talking to somebody. Then just last year, depression hit me. Um, I think in 2019, I was coming out slowly but surely. Then in me healing and being at a different point now, I want to give back to somebody. Hence my me being the voice for the voiceless. Yeah. It's me assisting somebody. I want to hold somebody's hand. I want to assure some I want somebody to see that there is life after to give somebody hope. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Hope. The whole of it. So I I I was planning to move around schools, especially the junior schools, because that is where my by age mates then your mm-hmm. teenager that little girl 18 year old that little girl is 
you know, and especially share, in rural areas, like you said, because yeah. I feel like young yeah. girls there and young boys they don't have the right they platforms for them to be able yeah. to come out. Yeah. But it's okay to actually say, sir, you did one, two, three to me, and, and I um, didn't like it. I didn't like I didn't it. I'm like not okay it. with yeah. it. Yeah. So I tried. I I tried to go out and. Uh, do some presentations, you know, make some presentation, tell people more about myself, the students more about myself. Um, and then COVID happened. We had lockdowns. Yeah, we had lockdowns. And from that, then came the rise in numbers of these victims at homes. Because now they're stuck with them, again. Like, they don't go to them. school, yeah. so they're always with right them. Away. And now these these guys are not drinking alcohol. They're always in in the in in their homes. They're the idols. They're idols. So I the numbers, the rise in numbers. I became I don't know how do I, but I wanted to help them. How can I help? But it was eating your palate for you know each and every person day. There's somebody that why? is going through and this. Why and why? And why do they have to go through? Every time I sleep, I wish I could just protect every boy and girl because that's another thing. We tend to forget the boys, but for me, it's the both boys and girls because these guys, these men who come back and rape us are these boys who was abused when they were young. Yeah. So I, I, I went into uh, a severe depression. And hey, I still survived. I'm still of here. course. Yeah, strong woman. Of course you did survive. <laughs> and I'm still here. I still survived and I'm still here. Uh, then I coordinated, I coordinated a group uh, of, of eight, a team of eight, um, whom we call ourselves Team BW Uhuru Expedition. Mm-hmm. So in this group, we, are try- we had two objects. We have really because we are still in existence we have two objectives the first one being to raise awareness around the issues of rape yeah and then identify victims between the ages of 13 to 19 years old and and try to get them professional counseling services which we have done we have managed to raise funds thankfully we have managed to raise funds and we have teamed up with a another another team it's um we have a technical team. The, um, the rehab is called Habarone Rehab and Emergency Services. These are our technical experts. It's a team of clinical psychologists. So after identifying these kids, they will be assisting them in the area that they know the best. Yeah. So and then we went and then we went we went up to Kilimanjaro. Being in Kilimanjaro, up the mountain, why Kilimanjaro and not these other small ones? I, I, I see them small now because I've been you, to You've the been highest. To, the, to the highest. <laughs> in Africa, by the way, the highest. Note that, the highest <laughs> in Africa. So having done that, one thing, we went to the Uhuru Peak. What Uhuru means is freedom. So for me, the freedom word attracted me as I knew I was going for my freedom. I was going. To you get wanted my to set freedom. yourself free. Yes, I wanted to set myself free, and then I wanted to bring back freedom for those who are still fighting some way. Bring them home, you know. Still trying to raise awareness. Kilimanjaro was something else. Epic, epic, <laughs> beautiful. All the emotions, everything in one. 
but I remember the way we were walk. I wish I could share the video now. How we walk so slowly, slowly. They, 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 they actually advised that we take that pace because it assists in your altitude sicknesses. It reduces them. So um, that now bringing it back to my rape ODL is more to say um, it will take time. Look, I mean, it took us six days to get to the top. Six days. But I'm talking about 40 kilometers that I, as a marathon runner, I would do that. I would run that and complete it in four hours, five hours at the most. So I, we walked, we went up for six days and then went down one day. So all that leading to the six days and to the peak, to me it was um, actually a reminder that life challenges take time. Uh, you don't you do not get to healing overnight. overnight. It's not something it that is takes instant. Time. Yeah, a beautiful thing takes time. A, a, a diamond takes time to shine. You know, and then I have been there. It took time for me to be where I am now. And it it's taking me time again to get to the top. So it's patience. It was pain along the way it was painful. It was really painful. It was cold. I wanted to get back home because it was <laughs> to cold. your beautiful house in your bed. <laughs> I thought of my bed. We didn't have water to even wash. I wanted my bathtub. Oh, you know what? All the things that you could think of. If I was home, I could have been better. But here, if I was not raped, I could have been living like other girls and boys who are there, who are saying I'm okay because they haven't been there. But then I was like, okay. But we are here. Because so we are here. Well adjust. I might as well adjust and find other ways of doing better. Making this live. work for me and live, not try, but live, live yeah. to the fullest. Live to the fullest because that's what I, 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 I have an inner voice that pushes me. I don't know how to explain it. A fire that's inside. There's something inside. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just always keep, that tells you to go. Keep on go, pushing. Go, keep on go, pushing. Go, go. It's it can it's it can't be. You can't fight it down all the way here and and want to give up. What about what happened in the past? So I'll keep on going. So so it's all about, I think, patience, the pain, the pain, guys. Being a rape victim is not easy. But acceptance, um, accepting that it's happened to me and it was not my problem. I didn't bring it. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. But it has happened to me. Then what do I do? Yeah. You know, I, I think when we tell it down a bit back, there's a part where you said, you know, you could have told people, but we are so afraid. So I think maybe the fact that we think what these type of things are an objective truth rather than a created reality yeah, yeah, is what yeah. keeps us from keeps us from combating true, rape, true, from creating true, safe true. spaces where people can be able to come out and say you know, one, two, three happened yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, So, um... That's it. Yeah. And then, again, in my family, you know, it's quite sad because, okay, in my mother's family, <laughs> my extended family, so, um, it was not the first case 
we grew up uh, knowing others are being abused because the parents would talk. I mean, I'm the first born at home, so I'm my mother's friend. We talk, we share a lot of things together, but I couldn't share this one with her then. So and you don't know why, me, why? I think, again, I felt it's going to bring her more stress, like more pain. It's like she's already going chapter. through she's one, two, three. Like, why should way. I burden her now? Why should I? Then it was like, but still, I would say to my mom, why, why don't you report these guys? You know, why don't you advise the same kids to go and report? No, that's it. Or at least help the kids out because I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure it's, it's not easy it's for not them. Easy. And by the way, all of them in the family, they, they have not come out. I'm the only one. And I know they are those. And they would always say, you, you know what, Kel, we, we, you are really doing well by doing, by coming speaking out. up and you know one day i wish i will be where you are because this is your way you are i can see that it's really peaceful that's what i wish for and that's what i'm hoping for that um one day somebody will speak just speaking is really talking to somebody brings so much peace. so much peace. something it, it does it does it, it it really does and then it's a it's a step towards healing, really. It's a step towards healing or a better place. Like, I'm at peace. I'm not embarrassed anymore that I was raped. Um, I know it was not my fault. But I'm who I am now because of what happened to me. And because I didn't let it work against me. I fought to be... To, to work against it. You believe yeah. you're not going to, to let it define no, no, no. you? It doesn't define me and I'm okay. Hence why I, I've, I'm now the voice. I'm, I'm, I want somebody to, to, to be where I am. I want to assist somebody to be where I am. Right now, as I said earlier, we are really trying to identify victims. These boys and girls that are there somewhere in a little corner, like myself, like I was in that little corner, but I couldn't find somebody to just say, come, here is life. You, know, you didn't find like, leading you to the light. You know how, how I look for it, how I wish I could get it. But again, back then we didn't have um, we didn't have platforms where you could uh, learn about something or something be shared for some for, for for some kids out there in the rural areas to learn that what this man is doing to me or right. what this woman is doing to me is not right. So in some in some really is. It's, it's sad because it's a way of culture, you know. Um, it's what it's 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 a way of life. So a man would be there having a wife who's eighteen years old, and the man is around forty-five years old, and they're already having kids. The girl is pregnant, and the boys are abused at a very young age, and then. That's the life that they grow up thinking that is how things are done. And nobody should have to go through that at nobody. such a young age. I mean, nobody. imagine. Yeah. I, I know of some people who I grew up with, Ben and primary Rote, yeah. and now yeah. they're wives, they have babies, yeah. and I'm like, how is that and okay? You look at them and wonder, okay, fine. This girl is pregnant and she's 15 years old. Say she's 16 years old. Yeah. Three. 
rape. And then you find yeah. out that the boyfriend is older. It's rape. It's there. It's out there. Unfortunately, it's said that it's out there. But because we turn a blind eye on it as a society. And then the other time somebody asks me, why are you not saying... Or, or maybe rape is a big word. Rape yeah. is a big word. Why not say abuse? Mm-hmm. That's where we lose it. You, want you need to, to call a spade a, a spade. spade. You, want, you want it to sound better to you because you haven't experienced it. Yeah. Or we shy because away. it's not your reality not now. Your reality. You, you, want, you, want, you want it to look a little bit beautiful or something like that. Mm-hmm. Why should you make it beautiful when it doesn't feel beautiful? So when that's it's it. So it's nah, uh, uh, I tell them that I'm a rape activist. Okay, not really GBV, but rape activists because it's an element of underneath GBV. it. So GBV is an umbrella with so many painful incidents under. So, and we don't talk about rape, Shem. We don't talk about victims. That is why the victims shy away, and they end they their life comes to crash and. They never go anywhere. I am here and I know other boys and girls who didn't make it to where I am. I'm a woman. I'm a, a career woman. A successful career woman. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. I'm a loving person and I just want to love and give back to everybody to see. Look, you know, girls, they're like, but you've never known the push behind all that and me being where I am now. It's just that you can become whatever you want. You can become whatever you want, no matter the circumstances around you. Challenges are meant to... They uplift us. And then again, they make us stronger. So, bask in your challenges, but don't give up. Keep fighting. Patience. Patience is another thing. The other thing that I learned up Kiribanjaro is tolerance to pain. You know how the guides... Um, they, they, they told me the first day, they told us the first day that you're going to feel pain. You're going to feel some things in your body that you've never experienced. It's not going to be a good feeling. But have tolerance to everything that is coming. Tolerance to pain. Don't just give up. Talk to somebody. Just talk to somebody. You know? You have to in. take it all in and then think about the way forward, you yeah. know, talk with somebody, okay, cool, this is how I'm feeling, Yeah. but how do we progress? How do, how do from we here? progress? And there were they, and this is now where I'm saying, even with the rape victims, talk to somebody, a counselor, a friend, a psychologist, your mother, your parents, because they will advise and help hold your hand to oh, get okay. to some way. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they will hold your hand and help you get to somewhere, and it's I'm here, I'm always saying people should just call me if you want to talk. I'm not a psychologist, okay? I'm not a professional, or maybe a practicing psychologist. Yeah. I'm now a buyer, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> so I am I'm here to offer support. Uh, and then we have joined with uh, Bobby, if I may say, one company, and then Gomadu, your other AP Rock, to raise money funds. So when uh, when the, the the boys and girls are fed to us, we take them to these uh, homeowners, the, the, the home professional counselors, 
to assist them through the help of the funds that we got from these lovely people. So help us identify those victims there so that we can help assist them. them. We can help them. Yeah. So um, I'm very grateful that you got to share this very personal piece of you with us. And I hope that someone out there hears it and it acts as that hand that you needed yeah, to push them yeah. to, to the light and be yeah. able to come out and give that truth yeah. and, you know, be free. Yeah. Like you said, you went yeah. to Kilimanjaro to seek freedom yeah. and bring it yeah. back for other people. Yeah, so right. I want you to take just a little bit of a moment to call our society, to call each and everyone to action what must they do what what do you think uh people should do to provide a safe space as a a, a rape victim it's been lovely being with you <laughs> yeah i i'll talk i talk the whole day because um it's a beautiful thing to share my story with somebody and give them hope but what i would say is let's continue talking Let's not shy away from the truth. Rape is there. Sexual abuse happens every day. Even now as we're seated here, Someone some boy there. and girl are out there being used when they don't want to, the way they don't want to. And we need to keep talking about it. Let's talk. I want the society to know that it's not a taboo. Like, it happens. But when it happens, what are we doing about the victims? How are we helping the victims? You know, we will preach, don't rape, don't do, but they still do. They they take advantage of us, unfortunately. But as a victim, have hope, like, know and remember that it is not the end of the, the world. It's not you with a problem. You don't have a problem. The perpetrator is the one who has a problem. And how do we help people who have problems, mental health issues come into play. Seek help when you are going through something. Seek help. Just continue to talk to somebody. I talk. Yes, talk to somebody. Just talk to somebody. Seek assistance. I am here anytime. Call, seek advice. I'm not a professional counselor, but. I'm a voice for somebody who doesn't have a voice out today. So I will chat. I'll talk to you. You'll come to me. I'll listen. But talking and, and refer you to somebody who's an expert in the area. So, yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tizala, for listening in. I hope I catch you next time on the next episode of Uncensored Conversations.